Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Now, I'll tell you what, let's do Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 48, just to kind of get the flow going. <clears throat> you, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of, the, of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. And when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. And when you, and when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you, what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We're in the dead center part of the Sermon on the Mount. The, the, probably the most famous sermon in, in, in history preached by the most famous preacher in, in history. And right in the middle, he's, he, he begins to, uh, to, to move toward how we're, to, how we're to act, how we're to live. This time in, in, in this uh, passage, we're actually going to try to get through verses 1 through 8, and then we're going to skip the Lord's Prayer until next week, and then 16, 17, and 18. Try to look at these three aspects that, that Jesus tells them. And this is in regard to their piety, their religious life. Almsgiving, praying, and, and fasting. He, he began the Sermon on the Mount. Remember, it's about a year into Jesus' uh, public ministry, 
He, he has this following, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, they, they, they have all begun to despise and hate Jesus and they want to get rid of him. He, he's gone to, back to, to, to Galilee, north of Judea, up around the northern part of the Sea of Galilee and he set up his, his headquarters in Capernaum there, that city, and he, he's, he's gone about healing people, and preaching, and, and he says that this, this he, he looks out and he sees the multitudes. He goes up on the hillside, the, 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 the side of this, this small mountain, and he begins to teach, and he began with those beatitudes. And it's like the things, how we should be attitude-wise. Remember, you're, you're to be poor in spirit. You're, you're to mourn, and that was in the sense of, of, of grieving over sin. And then he said, uh, you're to hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then he, then he, he from, the, from the Beatitudes, he kind of went into the do attitudes. Our, our things were to do, to be the salt and the earth. And, 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 and reading that, that little uh, section, in, in maybe you remember this, in, in Matthew 5, verse 13, he says, you're to be the salt of the earth. In Matthew uh, 5.14, he said, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In Matthew 5, he said, Let others see your good works. But here he's saying, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. I'm glad I get first shot at asking the questions because I can throw it out right off. Okay, explain those two things to me before anybody can jump in there and say, tell me what that means. How do you explain that? Is that a contradiction? I mean, that's... The, that's it's like the elephant in the room, right? He said, do your good works before other people. And now he's saying, beware of practicing, you know, in front of other people. What's the difference? It's really, I knew Nina would bail me out and give us the best. Because you do, you're a light to bring glory to God and you're not bringing glory to yourself. Exactly. In, in, in Matthew chapter 5, he, he's saying you're doing these good works. Why? To bring glory to God, not to bring glory on yourself. In, in, in Matthew 6, he's saying don't do these things to bring glory on yourself. They're the same thing. It's, it's, they're just kind of stated differently or, or opposites. You know, many, many commentators call it a, a, a paradox. And it's like, well, what's a dox? How can there be two of them, right? It, it's, it's two ideas, two, two thoughts that he's expressing them, but they're the same thing. Live your life so that it brings glory to God, not to yourself. When, you, when, you read, when I read through that, did any words jump out at you? 
So, sometimes it's like, okay, what are the words that repeat themselves? Remember when you're a little child growing up, if you if if your mother called your name three times, you were you know, and if she used your middle name, it was even worse. I mean, it's like you, you yeah. So, so what words are repeated in this passage? When, the first, the first word is when. When you fast, I'm going to do them backwards because that's just how I started. When you fast, when you pray, and when you give to the needy. Okay, contrast that for me. If he says when, what does that mean? It means you're going to do it. It doesn't mean if. You know, we could say, well, we got out of that one because he said, if you give to the needy, if you pray, if you fast. No, he said when, so Jesus is already setting this standard. These were three of, of the primary uh, acts of piety for the Jewish people in the first century. And, and, and even to, to today, they are three acts of, of righteousness, of, of piety, of, 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 of right living, living properly, but before God. And he says, so beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. That, that's the purpose. In, in, in Matthew 5, he said, live, you know, May your good works be done in front of other people in order to give glory to God. Here he's saying, beware of doing these things just to get your own accolades. We all like um, acknowledgement, right? I mean, sometimes it's like, you know, oh, shucks, don't call, you know, don't, don't, don't praise me. But we like to be noticed. You know, Corey was talking about this morning, you know, being chosen. And I don't remember even, I mean, it was like over an hour ago, right? Did he say you don't like to be, you didn't want to be chosen last at recess for whatever, uh, you know, if it was football, baseball, what basketball, whatever, you didn't want to be chosen last. You know, we, we like to be acknowledged by, by other people. And, and there are things that we will do that, that will bring on that acknowledgement. But it's not, that's not what drives us. That's not the purpose of, of, being, of, of doing those things. What is he getting to? What, what's, what's, what's the boil it down? It's your attitude. It's your attitude. Keep going on that thought. Your attitude what? Your attitude of the of the heart, you know, and we know it's our brain, but it's our heart. It's, it's what we're, what we're, our perp the reason we're doing these things. So why are we doing these things? Am I doing this to, to get praise from other people, or am I doing this because it's, 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 it's something that God has, has really gifted us with the privilege of doing these things, you know, giving, praying, even fasting. What's another word that jumps out at you? Secret. secret. We're to do these things in secret. That God may reward us in secret. That nobody else would know. If, if God's rewarding us in secret, and I don't know 
if I know the answer to this. So if he rewards us in secret, then do we know it when he rewarded us? Or is it that other people don't know it? Okay, I'll let you just, I'll let you think about it. Does it matter if we know it? Does it matter? Well, I was going to say he lets us know it because it helps us go closer to him when we're obedient. And so, so, so maybe we do know it, but it's not this, you know, sky riding, you know, that says this is, this is how I've, I've rewarded you. That, has God rewarded Jesus previously in Matthew, what we've read so far? Okay, before Jesus did anything, what did he do? He went to the Jordan and he was baptized by John. And when he came up out of the water, said a dove descended on him and, and a voice from heaven said, Behold, my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That was, that was a, a reward. Think about rewards that you give a toddler or a young child, you know, that they bring you a, you know, um, and I stole some of this from somebody I was listening to. Like uh, some of that vacation Bible school macaroni art, you know, or uh, maybe just a, 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 a colored, a coloring, a drawing, something, you know. And say a three-year-old brings you that, you know. Does he want you to reach in your billfold and give him ten bucks? I mean, most three-year-olds, they don't know what ten dollars is. But if you, if you say, that is great, I love it, thank you, you know, it's the word from the father, the grandfather, the grandmother, the mother. It's, and that, that is, it's what God gives us. It, it's, it's not going to be a monetary gift. Forget the health and wealth gospel. That is heresy. It's God saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. So he's saying that he's going to reward you with, with those things. Another, give me one more word. Now you may have, there may be more than one more repetitious word, but I had one more um, besides when and secret. So in a sense, you got to guess the one that I'm thinking. But maybe there's, an, and it's not the or and or a or any of those. Look how many times he used of in this passage. No. Hypocrites. Don't do these things like the hypocrites do. Last week, um, Nina asked me, okay, so what is the word that he used for murder? Okay, it's phaneo, and it means murder. And, and it is different than the word for kill that, that Matthew used, the word meaning murder. Okay, so that, that sort of got the brain cells going, and it's like, what does hypocrite mean? If you hear the word hypocrite, what do you think? And don't call out any names. That's not what I mean. I, I don't mean names. I mean, what, what do you think? That I don't want to be one. That I don't want to be one. They say one thing and do another. Say one thing, do another. It's, it's rooted in the word, V-W-E-Vines. He has this 
expository dictionary of New Testament words, and, and, and he says it's, it's the, the root is meaning an, an actor. And, and think of the Greek and Roman actors. They put on these masks, and, and the masks even had a little bitty, uh, like a megaphone type thing inside them that would project their voice out through. So it's somebody wearing a, a mask, pretending to be something that we're not. He said, don't, don't do this. He, he says, don't, when you give to the needy, don't sound a trumpet like the hypocrites do, like the ones that are acting as if they are super spiritual. You know, and, and, and there's debate on when he says trumpets, is this a, uh, a hyperbole, is this a metaphor, or is it literal? And, and it could be either or both. Uh, that there were times when they would sound a trumpet when, uh, when they were collecting alms at the temple. There, there were also a, it, it was a container. And I, and I thought of this, the, the offering plate. You ever been in a church that had a metal offering plate? And it, in, in, in the temple, they would have this, you know, where you would put your, your offering, and it would be this metal funnel, you know. And so you could make a lot of noise, you know. Forget about putting a $20 gold piece in there. Get, this math is going to kill me, get enough rolls of pennies and put that many in there, you know. And it's just like, it sounds like that change that where you put your change in at Walmart and it gives you out real money. And, and just making all that money, it's like, wow, look at that. Don't sound a trumpet. Don't draw attention to it. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now, what does that mean? Close one eye. I used to have a friend. Well, I still have a friend. Uh, <laughs> but, but he told me, he said, well, when, when I, I usually, I don't keep up with it. I reach in my pocket, and whatever I've got in there, I just put it in. And so I don't know. And I'm like, and, and that's kind of what the sense is, is don't keep a record of what you have been giving. You know, the, the, old, the old translations say almsgiving. The, this, uh, the, the ESV says to the needy. Some, some say to the poor, to, to those in need. Don't, don't keep a record of what I've done. And don't draw attention to it that you might, uh, that, that others might see you and say, oh, well, he's you know, really spiritual. He, he's, he's, he's doing what, what, what he should. But he says, but, but he says, when you give, don't let your left, left hand know what the right hand is doing. So your giving may be in secret. So your father who sees you will reward you. You know, that if you give in this public way, Barbara, What you <laughs> but, Does that mean you don't count it on <laughs> That's a good question, but um, 
I think it's okay to count it on your on your taxes. It's don't don't make a don't 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 keep this list of well I've done all this that that I might brag on it and that God will will reward you. The next one he he then moves on to to prayer. And this one Okay, let me back up. Three acts of, of worship or piety or, or righteousness that, that Jesus points out. Uh, one is almsgiving, one is prayer, and one is fasting. Break those down. Give me, give, me, give me what category do those fit in? Who is he talking about in those three uh, senses? Okay. Another bad question. I'll, I'll give you the answer and then you figure out a better question. He starts with dealing with others, almsgiving. Number two is what? Our relationship with God. And number three is our relationship with ourself, fasting. So he, it's comprehensive. It's, it's others, God, and self. He puts the most important one in the, in the middle, and then number two is number one, and number three is number three. You know, God, self, God, others, and self. You know, isn't there a campaign like I am third or is it I am second? I don't really. Okay, so see, they messed up. But so now, he, now he's talking about their acts of piety to God. Just as maybe we would want to sound a trumpet and draw attention to our giving to the needy, that, that, that our praying would be, the same, would be the same way. Jesus in Luke, in Luke chapter 18, you know, he, he, he tells the story, I'll, I'll paraphrase it for you, of, of the Pharisee standing, you know, on the, on the street corner saying, you know, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like all these other sinners. And he lists all these, including this tax collector who's standing right there, you know, and then the tax collector says, God have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, and, and so Jesus is saying, don't pray like the hypocrites, the actors, that they love to stand in the synagogues in the street corners and be seen by others. This is not a prohibition against public prayer. It, it, it's a prohibition of praying in front of others to gain uh, their respect, their accolades, their acknowledgement. He, but he's saying, when you pray, he said, they've received their reward. If they've stood up and said all these grand words just in front of other people to impress them, they've already received their, their, their reward. When you pray, notice that word again, when, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. That we will have in, in our lives, if we are, as we should be active in church, we'll have occasions to pray publicly. And he's saying that's, that's not wrong, but that our, our occasions to pray privately sh should be more often than, our, than the times we pray in public. So, so when you pray in private, go to, to a place where no one can see and, and, and pray to, to your Father who is in heaven in, in public, in private. 
you know, secretly. And then he says, he, he adds to it, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. This isn't saying don't, don't be repetitious because we're, we're told to pray, to ask, to seek, and to knock. But it's the, the idea is that the, the pagans, the Gentiles, who would, who would say that they would judge their prayers by the number of, of words, by the length of their prayer, by uh, the, 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 the phrases that they would use. Remember Elijah and the Baal boys in, in 1 Kings when, when there's been a drought and, 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 and Elijah says, you know, he challenges the prophets of Baal. You know, you take your offering here, prepare your offering, and I'll do mine over here. And, and so the Baal boys, they pray until noon, and Elijah then starts mocking them. and says, well, maybe he's indisposed. Maybe your God's away. He's, he's in the bathroom. Perhaps he's asleep. You need to, you need to speak louder. You need to, and that's, that's the idea of, of, of praying long and loud and using all these words as the Gentiles do to awaken their false gods. They're gods who aren't gods. Saying, don't do like that using many words, but, but pray directly to your Father who's in heaven because he knows what you need before you pray it. I mean, there's, there's maybe a, 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 a Bible study right there. God knows our prayers before we ask him. But Jesus says, pray anyhow. Even though God already knows it, you know, the psalmist says God knows our prayers before they're on our lips. Even though God already knows it, he's saying pray. And in, in verse 9 through 15, he gives us a model of, of prayer. We'll look at that next week, uh, the, the, the Lord's Prayer, and just, just see uh, how Jesus teaches us to pray. But then he concludes with fasting. When you fast, he says, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites, like the actors. We, we learn later that, that the Pharisees, they, they fasted twice a week. And, and when they did, they put on sackcloth ashes. They, 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 they just looked miserable. Why? It's so others can see them fasting. They're no, oh, there he goes. You know, there, there's, there's you know, somebody that's really spiritual. He's, he's fasting. Jesus is saying, some of them say, the ESV says, uh, when you fast, anoint your head. It's put, put oil on your head. And he says, wash your face. It's like get dressed up even though you're fasting. You know, it, 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 go back to the, to the 50s. You know, it's like get the brill cream out, slick your hair back, look like you're, you know, like you're going somewhere, like nothing's wrong. Wash your face so that nobody will know that you're fasting. What was the purpose of fasting? It, it was to do without, to spend time on a spiritual matter. I mean, it's kind of boiling it down, but it was to, to do without. Think of, of the time in the ancient world, and even going back, I don't know, maybe a may, hundred years, maybe less than that, the time it took to, to prepare food for the day. You didn't go to, to Walmart and get, you know, 14 TV dinners or things that, you know, were already cooked. That they had to, it took most of the day. They're, they're farming, harvesting, the, the, the women are grinding the, the, the flour 
or the wheat to make the flour and, and so on and so on and so on. That it took, so they, they to fast, you, you didn't do that. You spent that time then. Prayer and fasting go hand in hand, you know, but it was, it was, it was doing without that you might spend time with God. And he says, don't let others know because your father who sees in secret will reward you. You know, so three times he, he says, when you do this, don't do it like this. Don't do it like the hypocrites. Do it this way. It's a very instructional passage that, that instructs us on, on how to... Um, on how to live our lives spiritually. He, he's going to go on and, and, and get into what Martin Lloyd-Jones says. This is the, the, the religious or the spiritual. Starting in verse 19, he, he goes into the mundane, the normal things. Don't be anxious. You know, don't, don't be anxious about, about anything. That he moves from, the, from, from those spiritual things into a more mundane, to everyday life uh, situations. So if it's, if, if, if it's instructional, it's almost like, well, the, the, the application is just right there. It's in front of us. Do these things. We, we, are, to, uh, we are to give to the needy to the poor, but we're not to do it in such a way as to draw attention to ourselves, that we are to pray, but we're not to do it in such a way that, that draws attention to ourselves. We are to fast, but, but not broadcast it and, and, and gain others' applause, because if, if that's the way, the reason we're doing it, that's all we get, but that God will reward us if we do these things properly. Rewards in, in and of itself, that could be a whole other little uh, tippy-toe process. We, we, we don't talk about rewards much. But here Jesus mentions it three times, and then in verse 19, he's going to even go beyond and call it, do not lay up for yourself treasures. I mean, treasures, that sounds even better than rewards. I mean, we're talking some really something good here. Don't lay up treasures on earth, but lay them up in heaven. So he gives us, he, he, he gives us these, these instructions, and it, I think so that we can analyze our hearts. Why, why am I doing this? And that, that the purpose is to glorify God. So I, I ask myself, okay, Am I, do I do this to glorify God? And I'm not going to tell you what myself said when I asked myself that question. But it's like, we, I think we should, you know, we should analyze. We should just take a time of reflection and saying, why am I doing this? Whether it's teaching Sunday school, going to church, whether it's giving or praying or, or fasting or other, you know, parts of our spiritual lives. Am I doing this so that others might see me? Because if I am, then I've, I've gotten my reward. But the reward that we seek is, is from the Father, from God. Who's able to reward us more, better? Some person that we know, 
are the creator, sustainer of all things. You know, that we want to live our lives seeking God's pleasure, God's glory, not our own or that of anyone else. If you get a chance next during this next week, read the Lord's Prayer. And, and then we'll, we'll look at it and try to, try to break it down some. I, I know one book, and it's a short book, you can read it. It's a simple way to pray. And just the whole concept fascinates me. The, the one I'm referring to, there may be more than one book with that title, but that, that Martin Luther, his barber asked him, teach me how to pray. And so this is a letter that Martin Luther, the, the 16th century reformer, wrote to his barber. You know, and just that whole concept, because I've seen pictures of Martin Luther and he's like, this, his barber was not that good. Uh, it's, it's, it, may, it may have been in style then. Hopefully that style doesn't come back. Well, I couldn't pull it off because it was, but, uh, you know, it's like, this is how you should pray. And he goes and he gives him the example of, 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 of uh, break down the Lord's Prayer by the Word and just expand on it. So let's see what Jesus is really saying in the Lord's Prayer. It's a model, but there's also deep, you know, meaning there. Well, let's pray and then we'll, we'll go. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we, we thank you for the, these instructions from Jesus on how we're to, to, to give, how we're to pray, and how we're to fast. God, may everything we do be to, to bring glory and honor to your name. May, our, may our, our lives be such that others would look to us and, and glorify you because of the change you've made in our lives. And God, may we not do things to seek the applause of, of other people, but that we would do them secretly, not even letting our left hand know what the right hand's doing, that, that you might be glorified, that just seek to please and, and, and honor only you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.